I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I What's up, everybody? What's up, Dog Nation? This is Jeff Sintel, and we've got a special uh, kind of a neighborhood, uh, like show must go on type thing. It is Masters Week, and guys, this is the only time you'll ever see Jeff in like non- dog nation themed apparel now i want to make sure i'm going to know my audience here i'm going to be true interaction here welcome to before the hedges it's not before the masters but i want to get how many people get the t-shirt hope everybody gets the t-shirt um hello friends everybody it is another edition of before the hedges brought to you by kroger it's wednesday night what does that mean well that means we go around the block chop it up we talk about the latest in uh georgia uh bulldogs football recruiting Jay Swain, you're the first one that shows up on my restream feed. Antonio Jones, Rodney White, Tom Lavelle, Sonia Prescott, Bob Page, Eddie Burleson, Rhett Womack. How you doing, Rhett? Um, yeah, Tom Lavelle, you get it. But, like, I, I got this T-shirt, and I'm like, man, I'm going to wear that. I'm going to wear that for hedges because especially part three contest was today. Feel free, guys, unbridled, to drop your master's. Uh, predictions in the in the feed and in the channel tonight because heck man we're all Georgians we're all people that love that tournament uh, I've went to four or five of them myself I've went to five of them I've covered five of them myself um, love it everything out there uh, John Collins Ralph Fogel the third Daniel Holtz uh, Tom Lavelle if you gotta Tom Lavelle's going with that smart Brooks Kepka is healthy uh, type pick right there I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree and you know we also got a lot of um, a lot of tension, I think, is the right way to say this. A lot of tension for the Masters this time because you got a little LIV golf. You got the PGA Tour guys. You got you got Roy McIlroy leading the charge on one end. So it should be a different, different Masters for everybody. Randy Payne, Ralph Fogler, Bob Page, Randy Hall, Blake Mikhailo Newman. Hope everybody's doing great tonight. You might even see a Peaches sighting tonight since we're doing a lot of this from our home office. But, uh, guys, the show must go on. This is a special uh, throwback home, home studio edition of Before the Hedges uh, brought to you by Kroger. I'm Jeff Sintel, and we're going to talk a lot about Georgia football recruiting for the next 30, 45 minutes or so. We've got topics. We've got show. We've got graphics. So let's talk about it right now. What do we start out with? We start out with the big five. Those are the five kind of big things we talk about with Georgia football recruiting that are on my mind right now in terms of what's going on with the dogs on the recruiting trail. Yes, they're still the number one. Uh, they're still the number one uh, recruiting class in the nation. Uh, 2004, 2024, 2025. And the first one thing I want to talk about is a busy week with five stars in Athens. Um, if we if we if we're kind of rolling the page back, these are all unofficial visits. Uh, official visits, the first big ones won't come till G-Day weekend. That's Aaron Butler, the talented wide receiver out of California. You got a lot to talk to, to you guys about him eventually. Um, but this has been a busy week, last four or five days for 2024 unofficials. Five-star Edric Houston uh, spoke to him today. Um, he was in town uh, yesterday. Uh, K.J. Bolden, the five-star, also out of Buford High School. He is in town tomorrow. Sammy Brown was in over the weekend. Tight end commitment, Landon Thomas was, was in over the weekend. Dylan Stewart, the five-star edge. It's really feeling a lot like a Georgia, Ohio State, mano-a-mano um, -a -mano steel cage match again, kind of like the way it was with Damon Wilson uh, for, uh, for Dylan Stewart. That's the number one prospect in the country, according to On3. And, you know, for, you know, for Sammy, it still it feels like Georgia Clemson, Georgia Clemson. They have a, boat, a lot of both things in common. Edric Houston has some other schools in the mix there. K.J. Bolden just took a big two-day visit to Florida State. That was the school. You know, really quick, you know, one of the things I think I haven't done a lot because maybe it hasn't been the time for it yet is I really hadn't talked to you guys a whole lot about K.J. Bolden. I remember a long, long time ago when I was sitting there and the first time I noticed K.J. Bolden, I think he was a freshman at Buford. And I was like, hey, dude, before you're – and I could tell he was already running 10-7s, 10-8s, and his recruiting was going to get crazy – and I said, let's project three or four years from now. What's the school you, you, you kind of would most likely want to go to? 
and that was Florida State. So that was very interesting how he spent the last couple of days there with Florida State. Florida State's gotten a lot better. If you look at it, you know, those visits over the past week, those are kind of like just feeling things out. Bigger visits are to come. More important visits are to come. But really what those visits allowed a lot of these key targets to do, and there's one commit there in terms of Landon Thomas, is it allowed the guys to, to see what Georgia practice is like. Folks, universally, what I've learned from recruits, they can go visit one school, they can go visit another. But when, when they check out the dogs and the way they practice and the way they get after it, that's kind of how they know when they leave Athens figuring out that, yeah, that's why those guys win. And there's something Kirby Smart says to every recruit when he keeps it real is he says, man, he says, man, I'm going to try to pull the very best out of you. If you don't bring your very best to the table each and every day, then you probably shouldn't be here. This is probably not the place for you. There's going to be guys that you're going to have to in your way that you're going to have to compete with and earn your spot and earn your time. And there's going to be guys that come in after you the same way like you are. And if you don't feel like you want to be challenged and bring out your best football every day, then, then Georgia's probably not the place for you. You're not going to grab a starting spot and coast until the weekends or whatever. You're just going to try to get better and find your best football every day. And this was a big culture week for Georgia with a lot of five stars in Athens. Um, Something to think about there because, you know, there, there'll be more, more, more prospects on the way. But I think that's becoming really what spring practice is for the dogs, not just get better on the field. But as far as a recruiting element, what the what the young men and their families see is like and them dogs turn it loose. They turn it up and they get after it in practice. And that's how everybody realizes that that's why the dogs win in the fall. Number two, guys, uh, hopefully I'm trying to keep up with a lot of questions. Number two on our big five right now is we're talking about, uh, yeah, Scotty Barnes, Jerry Dogs fan. Uh, yeah, Jerry Dogs fan, that's a pretty good take right there. Uh, that's kind of been the thing for a while. But number two, uh, Clarence Dawson, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, exactly. But number two is, you know, yes, he's a 2025 prospect. But for, for me and the way I kind of cover the dogs in recruiting, I try to – I try to bring a lot of perspective to my work. And, you know, for, for me, Georgia getting Micah DeBose back um, in Athens this past weekend was pretty big. Uh, he's the 2025 offensive line commitment. Now, he's from Alabama, and everybody always thinks like, oh, Micah is from Mobile. And eventually, if Auburn or especially Alabama really come after him hard, then that's likely going to be hard for the Georgia Bulldogs to hold on to it. And I would just say not so fast, my friend. Maybe that was hard for the Georgia Bulldogs to hold on to it 2017, 2018. Not this Georgia football program, not this mountaintop Georgia football program. For starters, Micah DeBose, um, actually Micah DeBose didn't even, wasn't even born in Alabama. His family's originally from Ohio, the Cleveland area. They moved down there uh, to the Mobile area. Plays for a really stout Viger program, but he's just really digging Georgia. He's got great relationships at Georgia. They've been there for they've been there for quite some time uh, in terms of his recruitment. It was really funny. I talked to him. I was talking to Micah um, over a year ago or maybe early junior season. And he was visiting Georgia and Micah was really like already feeling Georgia back then. And Micah wanted to be like he wanted to talk to his coaches. Hey, you know, and his coaches basically came to him and said, you know what, if you still feel this way about Georgia when our season's over, then that might be the time to commit. So he, he felt the same way. Um, Georgia really offered way earlier than everybody else. Alabama only offered like a couple of months ago. And when he went to the national championship celebration on, on January the 15th, he knew he was home. He committed the next day. And meanwhile, Tennessee, LSU, Alabama, everybody's just been lighting him up. Um, and this was a good time for him to get back to Georgia, just realize uh, what he loves about Coach Searles, what he loves about the, the new Eddie Gordon, the new uh, Coach Manley, the new assistant offensive line coach, what he loves about Kirby, what he loves about the program. And really for, really for everything there with, you know, the dogs in terms of that, it was major for them to get Micah DeBose back. And it was – I asked him, I said, Micah, was this one of those visits that reinforced – the commitment to Georgia or the feeling you have for Georgia. And he, he said, yes, it was, it was important. It was great. Showed him how much he loved the place. And he was already planning two uh, official 
unofficial visits, excuse me, just the 2025. He was already planning two unofficial visits to Georgia in the month of April. He'll be back for G-Day. That's very important. But the thing I want to tell you, uh, yeah, he's highly rated. It's number three offensive tackle in the country, uh, number 39 overall prospect. We put together um, stuff that really I didn't know about Mike until maybe a couple months ago that folks have been doing this a lot of times, long time now. I've probably talked to thousands and thousands of kids over uh, my time covering Georgia recruiting now. And I've never quite encountered an offensive lineman, get this, a 310 offensive pound, 315 pound offensive lineman, quite like Micah DeBose. Now he does get this for spring sports. Are you ready for this? He does soccer. He's a goalkeeper. He's a striker. Uh, he says soccer is now his second favorite sport. He did basketball. He was the tallest center, the tallest player on the Viger basketball team. He does track. He throws the shot put. He throws the discus. He throws the javelin. And he also plays tennis for Viger High School. So he's also a, a football player. So we can imagine what that letter jacket is going to look like with all those patches, right? Oh, yeah. And he was starting on his high school team at right tackle for a pretty good Viger High School football team. He was starting for Viger in the eighth grade at 13 years old. He was a starting left tackle in the state championship game when he was 14 years old. Um, blocking a guy. I remember he blocked a guy during the COVID year that was a national top 100 prospect in the 2021 class. And he was going, that guy was going to Auburn and Micah held his own with that. Such a bright future for Micah DeBose. And again, he visited Georgia this past weekend that I asked his head coach, who is a longtime Viger guy who played with Jake, who played with, uh, played for Viger. Now was an offensive line coach, now the head coach. And, you know, you guys might not know this, but really, um, really great players like um, Mitch Davis went to Viger. Uh, Willie Anderson went to Viger. Remember Mitch Davis, the great Bulldog? A uh, lot of great old-time NFL players went, went to Viger. And his head coach said this most likely is the, is the guy that's going to leave Viger and get a, put on a gold jacket one day. Crazy. We all know what gold jacket means. Not green jacket, not like this, but a gold jacket. Um, and I wanted to make sure you guys knew a little bit more about Micah DeBose because, folks, the offensive line class in 2024, whoo, down, not very good, not as strong as some years. But in the 2025, DeBose is part of a class where they're really like eight or nine tackles. We saw Mason Short out of Evans High School in, in the Augusta area uh, commit to Alabama over the past week, uh, class of 2025 prospect. Uh, he'd been to Alabama so much that was really not a – and that was really not a, a big shocker because Alabama had really, you could tell really on, I remember talking to him at, prior to his June, prior to his sophomore year. You could really tell that, that uh, Alabama had captured his heart, but you've got Juan Gaston Jr. You got Nick, Nick Brooks, you got David Sanders Jr. You got Micah DeBose, so many great offensive tackle types in the class of 2025. And Georgia already has a, what I consider to be a centerpiece type tackle already in terms of Micah DeBose. I thought that was very interesting. Um, Georgia took a, got a return visit from a really key member of the class. Um, another thing to think about, guys, in the middle of this, i got to make sure we thank Kroger. Each and every week before the Hedges is brought to you by Kroger. Uh, guys, Kroger has sweet deals for Easter to make it special for your peeps. Peeps, get it? Kroger has savings on everything you need to fill your Easter basket from candy to Easter dying kits. You got their toys and more. Visit your local Atlanta Kroger or Kroger.com backslash Easter. And in the middle of the show, I know we're talking about Georgia recruiting. I'm just going to quickly drop here that I think uh, my all-time favorite uh, Easter's can Easter candy would have to be the Cadbury eggs. Now, they're doing some things now with peanut butter bunnies, with Reese's, and that is really climbing up the food chain. I always like the small little Reese's pieces in the uh, – like the Robin eggs. I like the Reese's pieces that came in a carrot. Anybody else has – if you have a favorite uh, Kroger – uh, if you have a favorite Kroger shopping memory or where do you go to get a Kroger? What has to be in your Easter basket? Is it those peeps, those marshmallow peeps? Let us know in the comments because I also like to know what's the cool, what are all the, what are all the cool kids having for uh, their Easter candy uh, these days? Um, we've already uh, got our uh, Easter stuff ready. So guys, got sidetracked. Had to, had to thank Kroger for all they do for this program for many, many years. But now the third thing I want to talk about in our Big five coming up with number three on the list. I guess we could say this is in honor of the par three contest, which was happening earlier today. 
which is really what our show is all about, is the running back recruiting. What does the running back recruiting look like Look like in 2024? I think um, – let me do this. First of all, everybody's like – one of the things I'm going to try to do each and every week, especially in the spring, is kind of give you guys a snapshot of what all the recruiting outlook looks for Georgia position by position in 2024. And I guess I'm going to do two <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I guess I'm going to do two things at once here. I'm going to start with the quarterbacks. Here's the Georgia quarter Georgia quarterback recruiting outlook right now for 2024. Quarterbacks, that's Dylan Raiola. All right. Now, moving on to running back. Enough said. The running back recruiting outlook. We've got another great uh, Dog Nation graphic here to show off here. But um, I want to show you. There's really a what I what I consider a handful of names that are going to be um, that are going to be on on the list here for 2024. You want to? I think we, the thing we would do here is we would start obviously with um, the highest rated member in the class, um, and that's the highest rated member of the running back class is Jared Gibson. Now, Jared Gibson. You see a lot of crystal balls going his way from Texas. He's at IMG Academy. He's going to take his official visit to Georgia that loaded um, loaded first weekend in June. He's a nation's number one uh, running back prospect for 2024. And really with, really with Jarek, you've got a guy that, um, you know, it's always been a situation where how much does he really like Georgia? Is Georgia hat on the table or is Georgia really a contender? I know, I know Jarek was in, in Georgia for, you know, at least an extended amount of time very recently, and he didn't get over to Athens. And that was a weekend when Dylan Raiola was there, Ryan Wingo was there, really all the Kings horses and all the Kings men, they were trying to get him out there. And, you know, that, that makes me wonder about Georgia's chances there with a guy like, like, like Jared Gibson. The second guy on the list is Cam Davis. He's another five, he's another, he just lost his fifth star status on the 24 seven sports composite. But, um, that would be Cam Davis. He's out of he's out of Auburn. He plays for Dowdy High. He's actually a quarterback. He's actually a very great baseball player. Like not a pro baseball player prospect so much like a Deuce Robinson, but a guy that will come in and be a solid college starter right away. Uh, that's what Cam Davis brings to the table. He's been committed to FSU uh, almost in Pierce Sperling the third range territory. Uh, he's taken more visits to FSU. He recently took a visit to LSU for Legacy Weekend. Uh, that's a big weekend for the Seminoles and their program. And he really told reporters afterward that he was even thinking about shutting it down. Um, and that kind of leads me to believe that, man, that's going to be some tough sledding there for the, uh, for the class there in, uh, for Georgia in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, Cam Davis. And that takes you to the third name. This is another name that was also in Athens over the weekend, uh, and that would be Taylor Tatum. And this guy's – depending on where you look at, but depending on kind of what service you fall for here, he's, he's out of Texas. He had a brilliant, brilliant junior season, 36 touchdowns, nine yards per carry, something like 3,100 yards. Um, and Georgia's a school where they're really starting to get acquainted. Um, is the official visit going to happen yet? I don't know if that's uh, fully realized yet, but this is a guy, the type of back, you look at him, He's like got that upside Kenny McIntosh plus third down back upside. He can also run between the tackles, you know, as it really starts to expand, you know, I, I, I get the feeling that Georgia could actually take three running backs in this class. If it is the right three uh, and certain things happen with the running back room there, um, you know, that's kind of just, kind of just what you see happening right there. Um, let's see. The third name on the list uh, is currently committed to Georgia, and that is Dwight Phillips Jr. Um, Dwight Phillips Jr., depending on where you look at, that's kind of like the the second or third, uh, excuse me, the sixth or seventh highest rated, um, highest rated um, back in the 2024 class. I'm trying to do a couple of things at, at once here right now, but try to pull up something on my screen. But with – um, with Georgia and running backs, the third name that, that kind of comes to mind here uh, was Taylor Tatum. Fourth name was Dwight Phillips. He's a UGA committee. He's the number 87 overall prospect in the country. Taylor Tatum's number 35. Cam Davis, Cam Davis was number 32. Jared Gibson was number 23. 
And the next, and Phillips is a longtime commit. Uh, he's going to be a guy that's going to ride with Georgia. Last time I spoke to him, when schools ask him about his commitment as he continues to clock 10.26 in really fast times, we showcased that with video last week on Hedges. But he says, go dogs when recruiters try to talk to him about uh, entertaining a visit or considering their school further. He's very much a solid commitment in this class. Kevin Riley is out of Alabama. Tuscaloosa County is right outside Tuscaloosa. Um, you guys that that used to watch the old two-a-days show with Rush Probst and Hoover High School on MTV. Now, we're dating folks if you remember that show, but Tuscaloosa County was always that school that was the nemesis for Hoover in their playoff marches uh, like 20 years ago, a generation ago now. Number four is Chauncey Bowens. And Chauncey Bowens, out of all these guys here, I guess you would say Cam Davis is 210. Jarrett Gibson's about 210. Chauncey Bowens is like 220. He's running a 10-7. That's a verified 10-8, verified track time. He's currently committed to Florida. If Georgia's going to get a big thunder type back in this class, Chauncey Bowens would be your guy. Now, he's only a mid-tier four-star. He's the number 210 overall prospect. Um, that's a guy there that, you know, Chauncey that currently committed to Florida, but I get the feeling that there's some looking going on there by Chauncey Bowens and almost, almost would be a situation is depending on how much Del McGee turned up the heat on Chauncey Bowens would depend on how big of a factor he could potentially be in George's class. Last but not least is another guy that just visited. He's undecided. He's out of Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, same hometown as Dylan Riola of all places, Christian Clark. And that's another guy that I mentioned with Taylor Tatum is a guy that could, Hurts you in a lot of ways. All-purpose back, real fast, make you miss, really great space. More of that James Cook type back, more of that Kenny McIntosh type back as Georgia tries to diversify the offense, especially with having a guy like Branson Robinson, um, Andrew Paul, and Roderick Robinson all there on campus. Georgia needs more guys that can be those big play guy backs, make a guy miss back, beat a safety type back, and not just a between-the-tackles type back. Christian Clark. That's what, you know, if we're giving a really honest read on here, that's what the running back options now look like for the 2024 class. Um, trying to keep up, trying to catch some. Uh, uh, Tom Gross saw a question from Max Ray. Uh, went to Ohio State, uh, didn't play much at Ohio State. He's actually now, I believe, I want to say it's a smaller school, might be like a directional Colorado school maybe one of the Michigan schools, Central Michigan or something like Western Michigan, but he's actually a, a GA uh, program analyst type coach. He's going into coaching right now. Um, Joe Hoff, I see, I see what's going on there. I see your question. Lots of love for Puglisi as well. I mean, in terms of, yeah, you guys were smart to correct me there. In terms of what's left for options for Georgia in 2024 class at quarterback, it was really Dylan Riola because Pug, man, admirable young man says he wants to be a dog loves being a dog and uh, no matter who's coming that's really what he stated for some time there um, and that's a good segue I'm glad that my thought tree led me to this point here on before the hedge is brought to you by Kroger because really um, we've talked a lot about we've already forecast kind of what the what the Georgia official visit weekend for that first weekend is going to look like and it's gargantuan but now that second weekend is creeping up to be the type of weekend, the second weekend in June is creeping up to be the type of weekend that others would love to have as their marquee official visit weekend during the summer. You've got Sammy Brown that second weekend. You've got Ryan Puglisi that second weekend. Um, you got, you got Jaden Riddell, the, the really top, really top notch, uh, top rated tight end out of peculiar Missouri of all places. Um, He's wanting to come in that weekend as well. So that second weekend, you see a lot of names starting to fill in there and fill up there where Georgia's really starting to make that second weekend kind of crazy in terms of the amount of guys that are going to come into, come into town that weekend where it's not just going to be the first weekend in June that's going to feel like heavy hitters. Now the second weekend in June is going to feel also feel like heavy hitters. You could see guys like uh, K.J. Bolden show up that second weekend in June. I don't think that's official yet or confirmed, but – um, you know, Sammy Brown's taking his official visit weekend to Georgia the second weekend of uh, June. That's because the only weekend Clemson is doing official visits is the first weekend in June. So if a recruit wanted to take his official visits and make his decision over the summer and he wanted to give Clemson a good look, that's basically the only way you can see Clemson on an official visit. 
Um, and that's how some schedules will have to line up in terms of how many guys can be on campus at a certain time. That second official visit list, I think when it gets down to it, you're going to see another two or three five stars show up that second weekend. And there's going to be about eight or nine top 100 prospects as well, where it's not just the first weekend in June, which we've already covered with the likes of uh, Dylan Riola will be there. Um, you know, J Jermaine Smith, Jeremiah Smith should be there as well. Nikar, Ryan Wingo, lots of guys uh, potentially in the class. We mentioned Jared Gibson, Dylan Stewart. We just mentioned him earlier in our show. Look for him to take his official visit that first weekend in June as well, where, you know, we've kind of projected could be up to like five, not just five. I think the number is already up to five right now, but the number could be up to maybe even, you know, the list, you know, Ellis Robinson's going to be there. That's a Georgia commitment. Justin Scott, that's a five-star. Landon Thomas, that's a five-star. Demarcus Riddick, that's a five-star. Nikar, commitment. Jalen Hayward, commitment. Peyton Woodyard, commitment. Daniel Calhoun, big-time target. DeMello Jones, commitment. Marquise Easley, that's a target. Sokovi White, that's a commitment. Dwight Phillips Jr. So that list gets crazy. And then you think about the, you know, the, the, the potential weekend that keeps going on. The following weekend, that's also going to be gargantuan. That, my friends, is, a, is how a back-to-back -back national championship uh, program recruits in the month of June. Um, and th this is like – I want to call this the last few weeks, last couple of weeks. There's so many things that caught my eye when it comes to Georgia football recruiting. Um, I got three or four topics I want to share with you right now. And the first of those is it really, it really sticks out to me because – uh, there's a guy, and his name is Cam Killen McKell, and he's, got, he's gotten back on the track. He's already ran a 10.5 in the 100. He's from South Georgia. He's from Statesboro. You saw him at the Under Armour camp in Atlanta. He was working with the receivers, probably actually more of a defensive fit at a program like Georgia. DeMello Jones has told me that's the one guy, a young man out of Swainsboro, that he's really recruiting, hoping to be a dog. Cam McKell recently visited Tennessee, but that's a guy that I think just – that's the type of guy Georgia needs in its class, the type of guy that I think could add um, that element to the program, 10.5. But he's been running track. Look at that 200 time right there, um, what he's done so far on the track. Look what he's done so far. Um, he's already busted out with a 10.27. Um, a 10.27. Excuse me, not a 10.27. A 10.7. Uh, and, and so far, and these are official kind of verified times here. Um, 22.09 in the, in the, in the 200 folks, when you get under 21, 20, 22 and in the 21s and the 200, you are really rolling, rolling, but first meet of the year, um, 10.79. That's very good for Cam McHale. Also a great basketball player. When, um, he was playing basketball in the winter, there were five, six, seven Georgia coaches there at that game watching Cam play. Now the second one, um, makes me think of, you know, one of the things we do on Before the Hedges every year is every springtime when the guys, the commitments, uh, the signees that are still in class that haven't early enrolled as mid-years, they start going on spring formals. They start going on dances. They start going on um, – they start going on um, uh, their proms. Well, I don't know if this is a prom, but check out this. This is the kicker commitment, Peyton Woodring. And I tell you what, guys, if you got a suit like that hiding in your closet, more power to you. But check this out. Uh, he was with some buddies. They were they were actually they were taking pictures before a looked like a formal event. Might have been it might have been a spring, early spring event at his high school in Louisiana. But check that out. Check out the um, flamingos there. Isn't that something right there? Check out those flamingos. Check out um, the the neon. Check out the pink. Um, really cool stuff right there by uh, Peyton. Um, and his, some of his friends were wearing an all leopard. It sort of looked like a Saturday night skit with Justin Timberlake. But um, also one of his friends had a uh, Superman, all Superman suit. But look at that style busted out. Now, you want a kicker to have that, that much confidence in himself, that much of an air about himself where he could pull off a suit like that, um, checking his watch, hanging out. But, folks, he also plays baseball. He's the – holds the state record in Louisiana for the longest field goal, 61 yards. Um, so that that's the young man that's headed to kick in Athens. And Georgia has some sort of good luck now with just really cool, really personified, really, um, you know, comfortable in their own skin type kickers. 
and that that would be Peyton Peyton Woodring, of course, out of Louisiana. Um, another thing that caught my eye, I don't know if you saw the Dog Nation story about this. Folks, when I find um, stories out there that, you know, I've been writing about Georgia recruiting since 2015 now. And, you know, for me, the Fletcher Westfall visit visit was very big here. Is it going to be a visit that gets Georgia into this, into this top five and earns an official visit? Well, first of all, he's six foot eight, 330 pounds. Those are legitimate um, heights and weights there. Uh, he has an 83 and a half inch wingspan from tip to tip. Amazing. But as we wrote about in Dog Nation, I hope you saw, saw the story. He's got a Google Sheets document where it's a database with formulas where he has 17 factors. Mom's rating, dad's rating, livability. Could he start there early? Location, current wins, past wins. Um, but that's going to help him. He's rated 24 schools out of his 40-something offers. And he's came, came up with a ratio in terms of uh, which schools are perfect for him. Crazy to think about, about that, what he's been able to put together. Never met a recruit that detailed. Of course, he probably could have graduated at the end of his junior year, but he's a class of 2024 prospect. He will graduate in December. He's out of Virginia. Um, right tackle. He's got a really strong relationship with line coach Stacy Searles as well. I thought that visit was big. His family came back together, uh, came to see Georgia as well, and really impressive for him to get another chance to check out the dogs. Uh, the fourth visit, the fourth kind of thing I wanted to bring to your mind is hope you guys remember the story of C.J. Jackson. That's an edge out of Tucker High School. George is going to get his visit. It was so crazy. He was unranked with no offers at the end of his junior year. His junior tape comes out. He becomes a four-star. He gets like 20-something offers in like four or five months. George is going to be in one of his official visits. Um, expect to see Clemson as one of his official visits as well. But that young man who wants to parlay his academic um, opportunities here, uh, wherever he goes to play college football, he wants to be a pilot. He wants to get into aviation and that's going to take him playing football is going to take him to his dreams. And Tucker high school has been very good to Georgia over the last few years. And hopefully the dogs um, maybe can, maybe can add another uh, young man to the Tucker program as well. Guys, that has been your big five. Try to cover a lot of things with Georgia football recruiting. Now you guys know what we talk about each and every week. This is the 2024 class breakdown. Um, we've had, we've been in the lab. We've got our graphics expert Casey done to come up with some, another cool way to look at the class breakdown position by position on the commitments. Um, you see two slides here. You see what Georgia has in terms of their um, really good stuff. Again, I love the way what Casey has put together for you guys each and every week, but check this out. Um, there's two now. There's one that has the fancy U.S. state map, but the one that we really like is the breakdowns on offense and defense. Look at that. It almost looks like a family feud board there. Ryan Puglisi is the current quarterback commitment. The only running back commitment is five-star Dwight Phillips. Two wide receivers commitments, Nikar, Sokovi White. Recently uh, committed three-star interior offensive line or tackle, kind of a swing OL, Malachi Tolliver. And then the tight end, Landon Thomas, the five-star who just visited and took some new pics, pictures over the weekend and those icy white uniforms, which is, I guess, the cool kids still like the icy white uniforms as well. Currently one, one five-star, four, three four-stars, and two three-stars in the 2024 class. And Athens, again, that's the number one class in the land for 2024. We also have um, the defensive breakdown. And, again, Georgia is really stellar. Um, with that, the defensive breakdown, no DLs, no edges yet. Those are to come. The linebackers, five-star to Marcus Riddick, of course. Other schools, Alabama, Auburn, still coming hard after DeMarcus. He is an Alabama native. Jalen Hayward, Peyton Woodyard, uh, five-star Ellis Robinson, the highest-ranked member of the class, four-star athlete DeMello Jones out of Swainsboro. That's what your defensive class breakdown looks like right now. We can just try to update these in every week. Two five-stars, three four-stars. No three stars in the class right now. That is your Georgia class breakdown. Then our kind of our weekly snapshot where we take a look at the 2024 class as a whole. We, what we try to do is we peel back. Georgia has 11 commitments. It's the number one class ranked nationally. Six are on offense, five are on defense. Uh, six in state, five out of state, three five stars, five top 150, top 50 commitments, seven top 100 commitments, Eight top 150 commitments. That's four on offense, four on defense, 
They have one offensive player among their five highest rated commits, but then they have six offensive players among their 10 highest rated commitments. Nine of those commitments right now in the SEC footprint. Two of those commitments are beyond the SEC footprint. There you have it right there. Uh, let's see, guys. I've got, I always get in the comment section a request for peaches, and I see peaches like walking, walking by me right now on the, in the home office studio right now. I wonder if we can get Peaches to come by. One of my lovely family members here could come by and help Peaches. Hey, Peaches, come here. Peaches, come here. Peaches, come here. Where are you going? Where are you going? Come over here. Come over here. Not under the table. Not under the table. Not under the table. That's not good. She went under the table. Anyway, sometimes, sometimes actors you have these days. Guys, that right there are your uh, – food groups right there. That's what we've looked at so far with Before the Hedges for this episode. Um, and then we've got, this is what you guys are all waiting for, the top targets. Let's check them out right now. We have updated them for this week. Everybody wants to scan to the front and see what's who's the new top, top targets. Are there any changes in the top targets? Let's take a look at it. Number one on our list uh, continues to be Dylan Riola. Number two is Edric Houston, who just visited Georgia recently. Um, earlier this week, he visited Georgia uh, major target for them in the 2024 class. Um, Khalil K.J. Bolden, guy going to be there tomorrow. Uh, number three on the list, I'd look for Georgia. Even though he's been to Georgia so many times, I still look for him to get an official visit. Daniel Calhoun, that's a guy that's going to be uh, in Athens on that first weekend. Justin Green out of Mountain View High School. Uh, just visited South Carolina. South Carolina, Auburn, Georgia, um, Clemson, LSU, those are kind of the big boy schools that are coming after him. I'd look for Justin to take his official visit that second weekend in June. Ryan Wingo number at number six keeps moving up. Ryan Wingo uh, would very likely take his official visit that first weekend in June. I mean, I, I think it, it goes without saying that currently right now, Dylan Raiola only has one, one official visit that's scheduled right now, and that's to Georgia for the first weekend in June. Um, Aaron Butler is actually taking his official visit uh, to Georgia over G-Day weekend. I think he's going to be in Oregon uh, coming up this coming weekend. And then he would visit Colorado also in April as well. Uh, he's a receiver, guys. SC had him as a, as a cornerback commitment for a while. They really didn't know what they had in terms of Butler, but he wants to play wide receiver. Great relationship there he has with um, Brian McClendon at Georgia. Number eight is Christopher C. Jones. He just took an extended visit to Florida over the last week after a three-day visit to check out Georgia. Feels like those two schools are going to be right there in it with him. Mike Matthews kind of dipping a little bit. Jeremiah Smith. Uh, you see some positive comments for him recently on his social media regarding Ohio State. As Ohio State just picked up another five-star wide receiver commitment in that class. Brian Hartland and the Huskies keep rolling on right there. Uh, Jordan Ross, and that's another name. We didn't mention him earlier in our in our big five, but Jordan Ross is also going to take his official visit to Georgia uh, that second weekend in June. And some, the, I think 24-7 Sports has him as a five-star prospect out of Davy Hills. Something to think about there right now with Jordan Ross is Alabama is not really recruiting him that hard at all. You see a lot of – I get a lot of questions online. People reach out to me on the Dog Nation forum, forum.dognation.com, saying, what's up with Jordan Ross? Um, is, is that going to be a Bama guy in the end? Well, really – He's not feeling prioritized by Bama. He's feeling prioritized by Georgia. And he ran a 4-3. Uh, the, the officials at the Under Armour Atlanta camp came up to him while he was working out, saying they had him on laser in the 4-3s uh, at the Atlanta camp. Folks, that's fantastic athleticism for a six foot four, 215-pound, 220-pound edge. Dylan Stewart, we mentioned him earlier. Uh, just visited Georgia this past weekend. Georgia and Ohio State are kind of in the steel cage match for that, uh, likely. South Carolina is also in the mix there for Dylan Stewart as well. Look for Dylan to take his official visit, along with number 13, Justin Scott, as well to um, the uh, – Justin Scott to uh, – he's out of uh, St. Ignatius in Chicago, Illinois. A lot of Notre Dame noise, but Justin will still take his official visit to Georgia from that first weekend in June as well. Uh, each and every week, guys, I try to limit it to like 12, 13 names on the top targets and then another 22 names uh, for uh, just off the list and heavy hitters here galore here. If you're sitting here looking at this right right now, going through all these lists right there, 
There's one name I want to talk to you guys about, and he's not on any list. But if I would have made this list, you know, sometimes we try to get these lists done really early. If I would have made this list right now, I would have put the name uh, Chris Cole on this list. Now, I never give you guys homework on Before the Hedges, but if you guys are watching along, I want you to do this. Chris Cole is out of Virginia. Uh, he is from a, the same training group. Uh, remember Tony Grimes Jr.? Uh, that same training group really loved Georgia, really loved the way that Georgia recruited him. Um, he is a freak athlete. He's running the hurdles. Um, he's running the 60-meter hurdles, um, 6'3", 220. He's a freak. He's going to play inside at Georgia. Other schools see him as an outside linebacker. Uh, guys, when you start looking at his film, he looks like Koi Walker, or he looks like a, an Isaiah Simmons type, type athlete right here. He is also taking his official visit to Georgia. I don't know how much that's out there right now, but he's taking his official visit to Georgia on the third weekend in June. The heavy hitters just keep coming in right there. But, you know, that's a guy that the dogs really like. And, you know, every, every week I get a question about, hey, who's the one guy a lot of people are not talking about or not thinking about that would be a great addition to Georgia right now? An under-the-radar guy, I think Chris Cole is only like um, got huge hands, making a lot of plays in pass coverage. Um, but that's a guy who's only a three-star recruit, but I don't think he's really been seen and evaluated by enough people in enough schools where that's a low-key name, under-the-radar name. I would, I would want you guys to keep in mind when it comes to the 2024 class. And, hey, Interactive Hedges, I always try to pride ourselves on their show on this. If you're watching that film, drop in the comments what, how you feel about uh, what you see about Chris Cole and his game there as well. Um, speaking of lots of other guys, I know I deviated a little bit, but I had Chris Cole on my mind, Chauncey Bowens. We mentioned him. Jonathan Daniels was a guy that was supposed to visit Georgia this past weekend. He did not. One of the true, only, only true offensive tackles in this class, really good looking offensive tackles, good feet can really move. Seems like Florida state is really trying to wedge themselves in there right now. He didn't take a visit to Athens this past weekend. Papa Afua, Sendre Afua, I still write about him sometime soon. Um, Heaven Brown Schuler, he says his commitment is he, he says his commitment is coming soon and his recruitment is over. Uh, Sammy Brown, we mentioned him. He just visited Georgia this past weekend. Christian Clark, Cam Coleman's now moved up to a five star in some respects with a lot of um, with a lot of recruiting services after what he's done over the past couple of months. Cam Davis, C.J. Jackson, Amir Jackson also visited Georgia this weekend. He had another electric visit there to Georgia. Amari Jefferson out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, visited Georgia in the last couple of weeks or so. He's currently a Tennessee baseball commitment. Jimothy Lewis, Jaquan McRoy, another guy out of Alabama that Georgia has an opportunity there with. Really big guy. Cam McKell, we mentioned him before, Killer Cam. Uh, Jaden Riddell, Caleb Olden, Jordan Seaton, Colin Simmons, that's the five-star edge. Four-star edge, Dylan Stevenson. Uh, Jordan Thomas, another Coach Fran Brown, New Jersey special right there, waiting on that one. Uh, see what happens with there. Nitro Showtime Tuggle. Showtime just visited Georgia over the last week as well. And then we mentioned Fletcher Westfall as well, another guy. To, uh, we talked about him earlier in our show. He took a big visit to Georgia earlier this week as well. I think Fletcher has tried to see – he's down to his top ten, but he's trying to see, I believe, 12 schools in seven weeks um, – 12 schools in seven weeks. That's a lot. It's a really highly organized kid. I think he wants to be a, a business major uh, in, in college. And that's the type of guy he told me, like, he'd like to do something eventually in the hospitality industry as well. And talk about a kid that has his head on right. He's got a 3.7 unweighted GPA, a 4.25 weighted GPA. Fletcher Westfall. And I forgot to tell you the name. I love this. It is the All Sports Comparison Matrix. I believe I got that right. Uh, he's got a matrix. That's what he calls his spreadsheet with 24 schools, 17 columns. And that's how he tries to figure out what's the best school for him to go to. It's kind of crazy. Like some schools get higher ratings than others. Auburn, for example, got a, got a high score in livability because um, their dorms and where the campus area where they would be at um, is really much closer to the football facility. So it's a much smaller world. Easier livability there, easier location there as well. Um, really cool to see a young person just going crazy in terms of everything else with that. Um, guys, let me see this. We've got a, covered a lot of information 
uh, going through. Uh, yeah, Chris Cole. Randy, I see your comment right now. This is the part of the show where I'm just going to rapid fire. I'm going to try to try to – it's kind of like skipping rocks across 16 uh, at Augusta National during the practice rounds. We're going to try and hit you guys with as much Q&A now as possible. Um, uh couple of thought couple of thoughts right there all right uh alan the recruiting breakdown is a little too blurry all right we'll work on that um let me see uh let me see <laughs> somebody john adams has a question about medical and nutrition well it's funny he's got um when he gets to the top five, he told me he's going to add some more columns to his spreadsheet, like culture, uh, academic rankings. Um, so it's going to get even more, uh, more detailed and everything else like there as well. Um, Terrence Dawson with hashtag uh, three for three and 23. Um, let me see. Uh, question. Yeah, Kevin Flew, you're right. He's also very capable running back. Uh, in fact, if you want to be if you want to be argumentative and really break down Sammy Brown's film, I think some of his best stuff he's put on film in high school has been as a uh, has been as a running back for Jefferson High School. Um, let me see. Try to keep up with here. Uh, oh, come on, guys. I wanted to see. I wanted to see more. You know, I'm sitting here. I've been sitting here hitting you guys with all this recruiting information, like bang, 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 trying to make this a underneath a 50-minute show. And I wanted to go back and hear about your Easter candy. Come on, guys. I know you guys like Easter candy, right? Like, like give me your top two Easter candies. That's what I want to hear. Like, you know, we can Q&A. I'm going to talk to you about all these guys, all these guys that are still coming, all these guys that are still visiting and what's going on, the reading of the green, uh, so to speak, with uh, – Tom Lavelle, is it 100% over with formation short? I, I don't think it's ever 100% over for any recruit, especially at that time, at that type of thing. At this stage, especially really early. Uh, the Scotty Scheffler Champions Dinner. First of all, the hamburgers with the fries, the, the Scotty Scheffler style fries, the cheeseburger sliders. I think that was a good touch. It's amazing how many of these golfers, I'm going to sound like Brandon, Brandon Nams here for a little bit. It's amazing how all these golfers that, you know, with the, with all their, I guess I would say all their culture and all their fanciness. When it comes to the champion dinner, they're not talking about uh, a nice Brunello or a Bordello or a Beaujolais type wine. Or they're, they're usually trying to get some cheeseburgers on the menu or some barbecue or so, you know, I'll tell you what, the one thing about Scotty Scheffler's champions dinner that had me going crazy was he had the skillet chocolate chip cookie, um, the skillet chocolate chip cookie. And he also had milk and cookies and cream ice cream with that. That's crazy. Um, David Wayne Carroll, I think there's one, there's, you know, Georgia's one of those schools that's always going to be there in the mix for, uh, uh, Cam. And he's told me that before, like one of those schools, the end game school that'll be there till the end will be, um, will be there, uh, would be Georgia. Um, Randy Hall, I think Georgia will still probably get the five offensive linemen in this class. I feel like they have to, it's funny guys. I know, I know I try to give you guys some synergy here with like, um, hey, what's going on with um, the recruiting classes are kind of linked with the depth chart and what's expected to happen. Guys, Georgia's going to lose five to seven offensive linemen off this roster, whether it's some combination of the portal or some combination of spring exits or some combination after the season. And that's why Georgia needs to really load up again, even if it is a weak offensive line class. Another thing to consider here is I wonder how many of you guys remember Georgia has three really capable offensive linemen. They have 21 guys that came in early. Uh, enrolled as mid-years. But you remember Jamal Merriweather? Remember Bo Hughley? Bo Hughley, by the way, is really working on his game a lot. I've seen some training film of him lately, and he's really got his game up a couple of notches where he's really focusing on his craft and focusing on working out with the right type of guys that can get him ready. Some of the guys that have gotten other former Georgia linemen ready as they enter Athens, that's what they've been able to do right there. Um, and then also you've got uh, Kelton Smith as well. Three kind of big boys that are becoming in and joining the joining the Georgia program after they graduate high school. Um, Randy Hall, I don't know if Sammy Brown uh, is the strongest player in the 2024 group, but he is very strong. I mean, heck, Sammy Brown, did you see this? He's trying to, he's trying to get 400 clean on the power clean before the end of his junior year. And, you know, one of the things that always come to my mind is once you get over 350, 
and power clean in high school, you're you're really something. Like you've ate your Wheaties, you are him, whatever you want to say. You've Popeye's eating his spinach or whatever. Like folks don't remember this, but like 300 now, we've seen Brock Vandegrift and we've seen Jacob Fromm power clean 300, 310 while they were in high school, and that's quarterbacks. But when you start getting guys up over uh, 350, 360, where like Sammy Brown is right now, uh, he is just not just country strong. He is Olympic weightlifter strong. Um, Ethan Calloway, uh, Kamel Oz brings up a good point. That's another big name, another huge offensive tackle out of uh, Lake Norman area in Charlotte. That's another name to think about there as well. Um, Tom Lavelle is giving an interesting commentary as well about good golf coverage there, Tom. Um, uh, Ridgey Fly bought some cheese from Kroger. Uh, Suzanne Aikens, yeah, I certainly love the Cadbury eggs. The Whopper eggs, they're called, I think they're called the Robin eggs right now. Uh, Camilla Oz, for Amir, I think Georgia's always going to be right in there. In terms, I think with Georgia and Amir, it's going to be how much he feels prioritized uh, would be the main thing there as well. Um, guys, it's been another Before the Hedges. Let's do this. Um, we have had, uh, we have had uh, one, of our, one of our trusted uh, colleagues here, Trusted staff members, uh, Michael Carvel at Dog Nation. He's getting some well-deserved time off. He's a big fan of Augusta, big fan of the Masters as well. He always usually takes some time off right around the Masters. Of course, he's got a young family, too, and kids, and I don't know how he does it with keeping his sanity with lots of young kids as well. But um, pinch hitting, and she's doing a Lou Gehrig-type job uh, pinch hitting so far for us. I want you, everybody in the comment section, to just please say thank you, Kaylee. Uh, she ran our show tonight. That's why we did it from our house. But you want to talk about the, the rookie call up from AAA Richmond or maybe AA Durham because she was she's so she's got a, a great skill set of talent. But she's sitting in producing for us tonight and flawless going without a hitch. I uh, hope everybody uh, could just take a minute and say thank you, Kaylee. Uh, Kaylee Mansell, one of our Dog Nation, uh, work, been working with Dog Nation for a few weeks now. And you've seen her behind the camera. Excuse me, you've seen her in front of the camera on our next generation each and every week. Check out CJ Allen uh, on all your social media channels as well. And we will uh, also have another uh, next generation episode this week and another next generation story with CJ Allen as well. Kind of putting that together right now as we talk about it. But um, <laughs> Michael's, Michael's still not taking time off. Look at that. The, the man never stops. But um, you guys are great. I uh, hope you guys uh, have enjoyed it. Joel Moody, I like your Reese's Cup to your round take right there, guys. It's been another edition of Before the Hedges. That's been your intel. I am Jeff Sintel. Thank you again, Miss Kaylee, for all your help this week on Before the Hedges, helping us run like five stars around here and let Michael have some time off with his family or at least some time away from the studio with his family. Uh, certainly appreciate you guys joining us. That's been your intel. I'm Jeff Sintel, and we'll see you guys again real soon on the pages of dognation.com. Be blessed, everybody. Have a great weekend, and I'll be watching the Masters with everybody as well. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.